everyone, this is Chris. And this is Leia. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the No Thingness Podcast. I think pointing out tangible ways <clears throat> that we have been curved, you know, curved. Um, and that would be pretty much talking about how many of the average human, how many hours are spent outside. Because a lot of hours are spent, even if you're outside, how many hours are spent truly engaging with nature in a personal way. You know, maybe you're sitting on a park bench, but you're looking at your phone. You know, so you're outside, great, but you're playing a game or looking at your phone. Or maybe you're trying to do whatever that game is where you're trying to find... Remember where everybody was looking for... Is it Pokemon or something where they oh, yeah, go Pokemon. out? Pokemon. Pokemon. And that's going on. So people are not truly spending time outside like they did years ago. Years ago, if you were a young person, you had the option of reading a book, going outside, maybe watching a TV show, but the TV shows were programmed, you know what I mean? And very, very, very limited. So you were engaged with being outside, whatever it was, hiking, biking, riding, sitting under a tree, reading, throwing rocks in a pond, you know playing basketball in the street, a lot of time was spent where we were having to engage with nature. And the same thing is true. We used to be able, the levels of engagement with humans were either phone calls, writing, or face-to-face. And now there's emails and texts. And everybody knows that text can be taken oh, yeah. oh multiple different ways. So you, you know, one person may be intending a text to be read as a, a compliment, and yet the person reading the text takes it as an insult, and then it just devolves from there. And some people are even now, you know, they say, I'm not comfortable to talking with anybody. I'd rather, you know, just send texts because I get nervous whenever I have to really interact. And that's devolving. So it's kind of like if if we look at it from... What are the specifics that's causing us to be either stifled or to devolve instead of evolve? There's a lot. There's a whole lot. There's a ton. Um, And I I don't know, just my own personal recent experiences, the winter is just, I'm not getting enough sunlight and it's it's my own fault partially. It's it's my fault, but it's also like I work indoors Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it's like even those brief moments where I can sit in the sun, it's just like <laughs> crisping mm-hmm. me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I've noticed that's that's definitely getting my energies down. Uh, but also, like as I've come off of caffeine, uh, I've I've realized like sometimes I'm just not fast enough for people. <laughs> like I'm just naturally a more chill person. And I don't know why, but this society is like, no, you need to move quicker. <laughs> you need to catch up to my pace. And I think that may be a link into why I've always craved caffeine. Because it puts me at that level where everyone 
seems to be all twacked out and running everywhere. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it is, it's difficult. Which to... uh, maybe links into this, but uh, caffeine. Yeah. Um, you know, I heard the argument once that, uh, you know, caffeine is uh, a way to, to control people. And the more I think of it, it could be, you know, um, just because it, it alters your, uh, your space, your, your being, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself, but, um, I'm naturally a, a lot more chill and calm, but when I'm on caffeine, it's like, go, 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 you know, like, let's not overthink this and just move on to something else and that's part of my in the past my thing has always been well I need caffeine to operate I don't need it it's just I feel like I'm more on level with society when I'm twacked out (laughs) (laughs) I can keep up because everybody else is now I'm at the back of the pack because you gotta be honest though our our society that we live in, you know, people are, are, especially in America, very fast forward. And, uh, you know, I've been having trouble with um, uh, feeling like I'm getting the full amount of sleep that I need just to operate correctly at work. And uh, unless I go into my boss's office and I negotiate with him, perhaps with a, a doctor's note if I wanted to get smart about it, that's about the only thing I'd be able to do to feel normal again. And I'm half tempted to do that, actually. Uh, mental note. Another <laughs> <laughs> mental note. But it, 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 there's a lot of different things. Uh, if you think about it, I mean, everything has an effect on your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, sleep deprivation is not uncommon. And our jobs are so rigid. Yeah. They shouldn't be that rigid. What's going to be interesting is to be able to speak to the fact that this is the way society is. And that it takes people changing before society changes. And what about like that European uh, tradition and Latin communities tradition where they sleep midday? Yeah, or they have a long it's, lunch. It's, it's uh, yeah, or a longer lunch or whatever. Uh, there's a period for that relaxation where your body, ironically, that's the point of time where I'm like, oh my God, I need caffeine mm-hmm. <laughs> at that part in my work day. But um, it's, it's like American culture has just cut that out. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, I feel like it's really unhealthy. I felt for a long time that the the natural uh my natural being mm-hmm. that I want to operate from is constantly being uh stifled uh restricted messed with by society saying no you need to show up exactly to work every day at this time and you know you get a half hour lunch break and Uh, your sleep schedule I mean like yeah I could maybe go to sleep a little earlier in order to but still it's like the confines of your job is this rigid mm-hmm. thing that gets in the way like every day I wake up 
and I think back to when I was a kid, I'd wake up and I'd just be refreshed and I'd be like, yeah, let's get, you know, I'm just going to take over the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to make it mine, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that feels like except for me weekends because yeah. uh, I sleep in. And most people don't know. And that would be very hard to change in our society. That would take a lot of attitude change on a personal level from a lot of people. Yeah, on a mass level, I agree. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be... It's easy to come... Everybody go, yeah, I feel that way. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's the way I feel too. My schedule's all messed up. But the problem is uh, the masses can't all become entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so that kind of rigidity that exists currently has to be changed because enough people in power see that it is more effective and more profitable kind of like they do in Europe where you get a whole month off you get four weeks consecutively off the 40 hour work week but having it be four 10 hour days and three days off there's a lot of ways companies, if they want to be proactive and, you know, cutting edge, could do that where it would still be. And then the employees might feel a little bit more empowered because they'd have, what well, for, you know, they'd have a whole month off and they'd have, mm-hmm. you know, three days in a row off because I know half the time most people, it takes the first night to just kind of decompress from your job. You know what I mean? So like mm. reviewing and what do I, for most people, you know, what do I need to do? What didn't I get done? What's going to happen? And then they dream about it. And it's not until like the second night or even the night before they have to go back to work if they only have two days off where they actually are like themselves and processing things that are personal in their dreams. A lot of people, it's decompression that takes a full 24 hours. So if they had three days, so things that are small steps because the structure has to remain somewhat the way it is because we can't, you know, you want to go get a cup of coffee. So somebody has to be there and serve the coffee. You need to go in and buy groceries and you do it after work. Somebody has to be there running the grocery store. You know, what bothers me, though, is that it could be... uh there are solutions out there. There's always solutions, and there's ways to uh, make things work. But everyone's, I mean, I know I sound like a broken record, but everyone's so rigid. (laughs) Yeah, but if they decided to have it be more flexible, and, and I was talking about this with somebody else where... Like in the old days, you had a a company was run. It was usually sometimes a family company with cousins and, you know... A family company and then everybody just kind of worked the way they needed to work do you know yeah it was okay the store has to open and be open from you know eight to eight and you know joanne's sick so we got a cover for joanne so we're gonna have you know what i mean it had that kind of a fluidity mm. that is lost now in corporate america because the it isn't it's impersonal I think that's the biggest thing. And just to loop it back around to the same thing about not being able to interact with nature and other humans is it's become impersonal. It goes back to that whole thing of a degree of separation. People don't look at, oh, it's Chris. 
And this is what's going on in Chris's life. And we need to be aware of that and kind of move the schedule around to help Chris get through whatever's going through with Chris. It's Chris's worker number seven. His shift is from this time to this time. He needs to show up and put in his shift or else we go through disciplinary actions and fire Chris and hire a new worker number seven. And it's it's so much easier to do that, to find Mm -hmm. someone that's willing to take the punishment and manipulation and control. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the the toughest part of it all. But on a positive note, uh, you know, I have become um, close, closer with my boss. And uh, I mean, I've been there 10 years. So what I'm saying is like, I've got this uh, belief from the past that you just can't do that. That's not how shit works in our society. But I could go to my boss and be like, listen, um, I need to make some adjustments so that I can give my best <laughs> work mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. There are solutions. It's just we're not. But if you just started last week? No, or... no way. If you no just way. started last year? So it has to be, it's like we have to bring humanity back into being human and move away from everything just being black and white and technical. Mm. Because in most places, they don't necessarily, they they see you as a human, but maybe more as what you can do for the company and for their position. It's becoming very selfish rather than selfless. Mm. Not even a balance. So if people took more time to just connect, connect truly with other people, connect truly with nature, we would start expanding. And if we expanded, we'd realize how everybody's emotions and everybody's lives are all affecting everybody around them. Like a bunch of pebbles in a pond bunch of water droplets hitting into the pond they're all creating different ripples that bump into each other and affect everything and make interesting patterns but most people don't see that they're only seeing themselves in isolation because that's what is being promoted yourself in isolation and let's make connections through facebook and let's make connections through texts and other social media which is not real at all they're false connections people can say whatever they want I mean I'm learning about that through other people where people go online and they say they're this or that and they're not you know what I mean they go online they say oh you know I'm a whatever and then I can't remember what it's called but it's not they're not really whatever they're presenting that they are yeah sure I mean I hear you they they lie because they can't, because no one's looking at them or talking to them. They're just reading about them and seeing whatever pictures they decided to post. So another level of distance. If we can't get through how we've devolved to evolve, because if you think about it, if we evolved where we actually were aware of how everybody affects everybody else and how the planet affects us and we affect the planet, we actually were right there and aware in every moment, man, we'd be making some different decisions. 
If you were aware of how you would affect somebody else karmically by your comment, whatever that comment may be, you would rephrase it. You would think differently. You would go, wait a minute, I don't want to say that because that's going to detrimentally affect this situation and that person. So let's re revisit this. Or, And it's, again, it goes back to we're not evolved like we're supposed to be. I mean, for me, because of who I am, Literally, if someone thinks at me, it's like getting a ping. You know, like there's a ping, like when you hit your text, your phone goes off and says you have a text. But the first step is to realize, oh my gosh, so-and-so thought about me. Now, a lot of people will get that, like, oh, and then the phone rings and it's so-and-so, you know what I mean? Or then I get a text and they were just popping in my head. That's because literally the connections are there. We're not using them. We're relying on the device. The device is a good way to show you it's real. You know what I mean? Give credence to it. Like, oh my gosh, this is really real. But actually, we're supposed to be able to be at a level where we're not having to use those. But they're helpful now to support the fact that it's real. But what happens is people have someone pop in their head, right? Like, you pop in my head. And... Typically what happens is, oh, Chris popped in my head, okay. Most people will go, oh, I wonder what he's going to say. And now their brain has totally gotten in. Mm -hmm. the, the signal is cut, right? It's like hanging up. Signal's cut. And now I'm wrapped up in my own brain thinking about what, what's Chris going to say? You know, does he want to meet? Does he want to do a podcast? What is, what's going on? It's all me swirling in me. But what you have to do to actually keep start weaving and realizing the evolutionary point we're supposed to be is you get the ding. Okay, Chris popped in my head. Take a breath. Leave the signal open. Don't get caught up in your own thoughts. Just be right there and you're listening. And then all of a sudden more things will come in like whatever it is that the text or the call is going to be about is immediately present. And they're like, oh, okay. That's what that is. So it's the biggest thing is we're getting caught up and oh my gosh you know popped in my head and then he's gonna call i know he is when he's gonna that's self and you just cut the the thread that connected the two no it makes sense uh, you know as soon as it's the mental chatter mm -hmm. um you're essentially just speculating it's you're nonsense up. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's nonsense you cut the you cut the web or you might as well not be doing it but no. we're kind of set to do things like that it, we've we've done it so many times that it's our norm. And uh, as you were talking about, uh, you know, how the, uh, our cell phones, for instance, um, since, you know, you get that, that text or that call, um, I feel like we've even gotten so used to that that we wouldn't even be open-minded to the idea that maybe we can just sense somebody is wanting Are to... Are going to call you. They're thinking about you. Too. They're thinking about you. Uh, and... Granted, there's different scales, and I'm kind of off the top, but I've taught people to... It's just an awareness, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like you're more... You're out of the way. You're not just here thinking about your own stuff. You have, like, these feelers or openness out there to be aware of a little bit more around you. So when something hits that ripple, your little ripple, another one hits it, you literally register, oh, wow, I just got bumped. My ripple, my energy just got bumped by this energy. And that's because the person thought about you. 
they felt at you. They thought about you. And you went, oh, wow, somebody's there. And then you leave yourself open so that the ripples actually intermingle and you now are getting more information rather than just putting up a wall and getting into your own swirl and not feeling and seeing other people. And we're supposed to be at that level where... I mean, if you think about it, if we were at that level where people's thoughts and feelings... Maybe you don't hear everything. It's not like you're searching a person's mind, but it's like sending a text, right? Mm-hmm. That would be very helpful if there was a coronal mass ejection or EMP or anything like that where it took out all the electronics, right? But yet, if, you know, you had a child and they were at school and or wherever and they, you know fell down and needed help to get home, I mean, I'm just hypothesizing, they would feel at you, hey, you know, I just fell down. You'd go, whoa, they, what? there's there's my my child. Okay, what are they thinking? Oh, okay. And then where are they? Okay, they're the, and you, that's it. You're done. There's no texting. You just, no. Because their energy is not separate. It's not like you're going to go, oh, I wonder what they're doing and invade yeah. Them. Like placing a tracker on your right. kids. Cell but if they think it's you, you're going to feel it. That's the way it works. That's how only way, whenever I feel somebody, it's always they were thinking about me. And it's thinking about me, like, oh, I'm going to call. I need to talk about. I want to share this. Boom. Rather than me going, oh, I wonder what's going on in their lives. It's literally like them sending a text. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said this is a good. It should be a training wheel. You know what I mean? Yeah. It should be a training wheel where it's like you start playing with it and you go. You know, because I think everyone has that, have had yeah, those times when totally. they get a text and they're just, just thinking about you. Thinking about that person. I mean, yeah. that's, that's as common as. So take anything. that part when they were thinking about you and instead of getting wrapped up in the what are they thinking mm-hmm. and oh, I have to tell them the stuff, which is the self. Just take a deep breath, leave it open, and see what else you get. You'll probably get so, the rest of the message, quote-unquote. Yeah, so there's something that people could practice yeah. to uh, basically work on their intuition. Everybody, And it's so freakishly simple. I, literally, I would say nine times, nine, nine people out of ten people, at least, maybe ten out of ten, have always had some kind of an occurrence where, wow, that person popped in my head and I got a call. Or, wow, that person popped in my head and I got a text. You know, it's not uncommon. Yeah, no, it's something I really wanted to speak to is that um, it's not, uh, not only is it not uncommon, but it's not weird. Uh-uh. It's not weird uh, at all. And it's some, the way we're supposed to be. Some people take it to that level where they're like, isn't. oh, it's this exalted, like, Don't think <laughs> amazing Don't thing think that it. I can do. Yes, it's not a thing. It's the way we're supposed but to be. But it happens to everyone. It's just like mm-hmm. on the degree to which you're connected. And don't think it. I mean, half the time when people, you know, they try to think it, it was like, I'll go, oh, wow, you know, I did this happen yesterday? And they go, yeah, I was thinking about you and... And yeah, that was what was going on. And oh my gosh, I'm like, no, not oh my gosh, don't think it. It just is. It's just reality. It's just a reality that gives us a ton more control than what 
the forced reality wants us to have. And I always come back to, um, I always get my best thoughts uh, when I shut up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, for instance, in meditation, Mm -hmm. or just doing nothing, Mm -hmm. like stuff comes in that I'm just so grateful for. Mm -hmm. Like I can even be uh, writing a song and I've just, I've I've had it. I've done everything I can Mm -hmm. with the particular piece. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm not sure where to go with this. You take a break and you do nothing and something pops up. Yeah. And lots of times people get the best insights or feel like those kinds of, oh, this person's thinking about me moments when they're doing some kind of an activity that's rote. You mm. know what I mean? Driving a car if they've been a driver for a long time. Or doing singing the, the dishes. Singing in the shower <laughs> because showering we've all done for ages. Doing the dishes. Vacuuming sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm. Any of those things where it's like you're still... Your lower level brain is working on a task, right? So there's this occupied task that's taking you driving, but there's a whole bunch of your your spirit, your soul, your brain that's open because it's nothing that's taking concentration. It's like this big radar dish. And because you're still focusing on driving, it actually lets more signal come through. Mm. Because you're... And that's why... I always sometimes get upset with people when they say, you know, oh, I can't, I don't know how to meditate because things keep coming to me. And I'm like, it's not, you're never going to stop that if, unless you're like a complete amazing master that's been doing it for 20 years, 40 years, 50 years. But what you do with the things that come to you is you move on them. You don't dwell on them when you're meditating. So mm-hmm. your brain is going to throw a bunch of stuff in there. Because it's cleaning. It's getting all this stuff. And you just put it in the center of the torus, let it move, coming out the top. Center of the torus, let it move, come out the top. And you don't dwell on it. And that movement is no different than like, I'm driving so I can't really focus on, do you know what I mean? It also opens yourself up. But when you're meditating and you just don't let anything become a thing, you don't let anything become a thing. Because the minute it grabs your attention in a long way, like, oh, look at that, I got it, you're distracted. And so, then your uh, energy's going to f- throw you off the road. Yeah. You're driving, and all of a sudden you look at something, and you go, oh, my God, you're driving. You're going 60 miles an hour up the canyon. And all of a sudden you look over there, and you see, you know, a red Porsche parked on the side, right? Instead of just going, oh, wow, red Porsche, got to go back to driving, you know? You, if you go, oh, my gosh, a red Porsche, that's just like Uncle... Henry's red Porsche. I remember Uncle Henry. Uncle Henry did whatever, whatever, whatever. Now you're staring at the Porsche and you've just run your car off the road. It's the same thing with meditation. That That's actually a, an excellent metaphor. I really like that. Yeah, because uh, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, I'm just totally trashed, totally lost control. Yeah, because you got stuck on it. You got stuck on the red <laughs> Porsche parked on the side of the road and Uncle whatever. <laughs> So people, when they're meditating, things come. You just move them, and it's the whole thing. You're still letting that toroidal engine flow and clean and take you where you need to go, and then you start getting insights and Yeah, peace. I like it. Um, so I'm feeling like this would be a perfect transition to discuss. Uh, I, I realize there's, there's dual, uh, many things affecting our mm-hmm. uh, 
or lack of evolution mm-hmm. or de-evolution in some mm-hmm. cases. Um, but I was thinking about, as you were discussing, like a uh, toroidal flow uh, and um, just your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you can do um, at any moment All that's positive and you can, um, I don't know, uh, awaken mm-hmm. is the word that comes to mind. Um Evolve, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know for a fact that those two things right there, the toroidal flow mm-hmm. and realizing what you're doing with your thoughts mm-hmm. does open you up to insight, to uh, well-being, really. Awareness. Um, but I also wanted to discuss the negatives as well. Um, and I guess we already got a good head start on that, um, but my mind went there. Um, you know, in regards to, like, simple stuff, like... Uh, your diet, uh, your sleeping habits, um, you know, the, the simple stuff that you might be messing up. And those are two that I mess up or have messed up in the past really bad. Mm-hmm. Sleep, you know, not getting the proper sleep that I need and my diet just not being right. Those two things right there, that'll d- destroy anyone. Mm-hmm. It'll mess you up. And you can't, ex- I don't think you anyone can expect to... Uh, enjoy life and live to the fullest and have a fulfilling, evolved, uh, good life if, if you don't got the basics down. And that's been a lesson that just kind of come back to me several times in my life just because I haven't mastered it yet. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, what we so. eat is, is huge in how it affects because you're putting things into your system. You don't have to tell uh, someone who has low blood <laughs> low oh, blood yeah. uh, sugar problems about that. I think the the, <laughs> but, the, yeah. the biggest um, ironic sad lab rat type experiment that I ever watched was pretty much fed my children organic and natural good foods. Right, no processed, just good foods. Mm-hmm. That's what they're little, that's what they'd grown up on. That was life. So we went to Disney World, and I, we were going for 10 days, and I literally packed one whole suitcase up with stable food mm-hmm. so that I could feed them there good food and that we rented one of those places that has a little kitchen mm-hmm. and we found a place where you could go buy maybe it wasn't organic but real food you know like you could cook the eggs you could buy you know maybe just non-gmo bread you could do the things and about three quarters of the way through two-thirds ran out food right you know and just now having to start they gave you free meal tickets. So part of the whole package was you had all these free meal tickets for the whole 10-day stay. So you could go eat at all these different places. Well, we're running out of food. We said, oh, my gosh, we have all this money that's in the tickets. We should just start using them for the last part of the trip. So not so good, huh? So we did. (laughs) So we did. We started using them for the last part of the trip. And I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Save money. I'll go along with you. How, what can it hurt? Oh, the behavior change 
for all the children was phenomenal. They they got less focused. They got hyper. They got angry about stupid things. And I'm going, this is the food. And they got, they got sick by the end of the trip. They literally caught So that's caught what I'm talking That's what I, I wanted to bring that up. Because yeah, it's true. It's, it's huge. Like one simple thing, mm-hmm. like diet. And I know a lot of people are like, ah, whatever. Your organic food and all this other nonsense. It's massive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can say personally, because I'm even more sensitive as uh, someone who struggles with blood sugar from time to time. Mm-hmm. Like when it hits me, I'm like, I'm done. I'm at work and I don't eat the right things. Like I, it ruins my day. Mm-hmm. Like I've left work before in the past because I wasn't eating right. Mm-hmm. Like it gets that bad. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, unfortunately, with humanity, it's like we don't realize things until the crap hits the fan. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's part of it because it literally messes with our systems. So we're literally not as in tune. We are. Maybe more edgy, more hyper, more on, I don't know how, off-kilter. So I'd call that de-evolution mm-hmm. right Our fuller food has. That's the far spectrum because if you don't have good food, um, you're, you're not even going to operate correctly no. for I mean, one thing. But then, yeah. then you bring the whole um, being more, uh, living a more fulfilling life mm-hmm. and being open to intuition and such things. Like you're not even going to access any no. of that. Because your health isn't even right. <laughs> and, and another way to look at it is there's so many people that come in and they say to, you know, they go, you know, I'm gluten-free, uh-huh. right? I can't have any gluten. Okay. And because I have all these bad reactions to gluten. Then they go to Europe to go visit somebody in Europe. They go to Italy. They go to Germany. It's all gone, huh? <laughs> and they go, I could they can eat, eat pasta. bread. I could eat, I could eat bread. I could eat pasta. Crazy. Well, it's because they don't allow GMOs over there. They don't allow all the stuff that the corporations want to do to food that is allowed here. So when when something has been genetically modified or pesticides or fertilizer, all those things, it gets in our system. Our system doesn't know what to do with those things. We're not... We're not supposed to evolve to be able to figure out what to do with those things. They go, this isn't food. So then you have... An adverse reaction to it because your body isn't recognizing that bread that's been genetically modified wheat and pesticides and spray as food. It says, oh, this is something really bad. I'm going to have a response as if this is a toxin because it is. You go to Europe and all of a sudden there aren't. It is just bread from grains that our brain, you know, our bodies have recognized. And then they're like, I could eat. And then they come back here and they have to go back to being gluten-free because non-gluten-free bread is most of it. And that messes with their system and that's messing with their, their all systems. Our systems aren't in isolation. So your physical system isn't isolated from your emotional system, which isn't isolated from your spiritual system. They're all working together and affecting each other. That's how healing works, you know. That's how... If you can address it on a spiritual level and emotional level, the physical level will follow. That's how people heal themselves, if you will, because their brain and their whatever their belief system is engages to make it be a reality. And the body says, "Okay, yes, sir, I'm going along with that." 
on the same way as they put, like you were saying, you put toxins or you put uh, too much sugar or too much caffeine in there. It affects you physically, but it's also affecting you mentally. Those are all my favorite things. <laughs> mentally and also affecting you spiritually. Yeah, but how many people They're, do you know oh. that's like their favorite things? You know, you got sugar, caffeine, and alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But once you disconnect from those things, uh, life really... It, it shifts. It shifts. It gets better. And things in moderation, not as a crutch... Sure. I'm not even against it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, sure. If you go out every now and then and have a drink just to kind of loosen up, it's not a crutch. You're not doing it every night. Yep. If you have caffeine just because you're out with a friend and you're, having, you're sharing a cup of coffee, you know what it's going to feel like. You're prepared. It has a short-term last. You're like, okay, I'm good. And so that's been my lesson, too. I mean, you know, obviously, if I'm on a car trip and I got people that I love in the car and mm-hmm. I can't fall asleep... You're going to use caffeine? Yeah, I'll have some caffeine. I've done it, and it's fine, as long as it doesn't become like a habit. When it becomes a habit, it kills me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think some people are just lucky in being uh, muted to everything. <laughs> but that, <laughs> More so than others. But I think that <clears throat> muted is, is Again, not the way... Right. That's kind of a good word for it, though. Mm-hmm, because it's a mutation. Those things, uh, yeah, you, either mutation, you'd go of that, or... Uh, I was thinking muted, they meet like, you to uh, the greater experiences in life, such mm-hmm. as intuition, such as uh, good health. Mm-hmm. They all work together. They're all Flowing together. nicely and mm-hmm. not having these horrible downfalls and crazy highs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, yeah, a lot, to, a lot to work on because we're supposed to be at a different level. In our natural state, right now, we're supposed to be in a different level. But technology was supposed to help us get to that level, but instead it's um, distracted us from achieving the level we're supposed to be at. It's supposed to assist us to get there. So if we can look at it in a different manner, Mm -hmm. then we can still utilize it in a way that's healthy mm-hmm. and helps us evolve mm-hmm. exactly but right now it's taken it's taken over you know yeah there's no doubt about that you'd rather text somebody than talk to somebody you'd rather have your friends on facebook than take the time to you know it's so much easier to get that emotional gratification from a, a post on facebook that people liked mm-hmm. rather than to go out and I don't know, have a party. <laughs> bring actual yeah. people to bring your house. Bring people to your house and interact. <laughs> you know? Right. Or look at a, look at, um, oh my gosh, you know, look at these pictures of Yosemite. That's, this is amazing rather than, let's go to Yosemite. Hmm. You, you know what I mean? It's like living vicariously and not living real. So it's, it's instead of something that was supposed to help us be a, a tool to help us evolve... It's literally taken over. And so I personally had to disconnect. Uh, I, I literally just left Facebook. And I think the uh, things that have come to me mm-hmm. after I disconnected have given me the possibility to, to go back to that if I need to use it in a way that's more healthy. Mm-hmm. It's and like discerning. I think that would be a good idea for people to mm-hmm. 
you know, even if you just, uh, you take a week vacation, mm-hmm. even a weekend, just go camping, you know? And leave your cell phone. Yeah, leave the, the stuff behind. Or even if you leave it in the car in case you need help. Okay, it's in the car, but I'm not going to have it in the tent. I'm not going to have it, you yeah. know, where I'm looking at it. And also if people in their daily lives start discerning. People can get so lost on the computer or on the phone. They just get lost. They get sucked mm-hmm. in. And if they start really being discerning about what they're putting their time and energy into, like, great. Use it as a tool, but use it as a tool that's going to help you grow in whatever way you want to grow. Yeah, Not I as a that. distraction, because people get on there and they look at stupid things. It's so easy, too. They look I mean, at like, oh, look at this. The how post. many funny cat videos funny, can you watch? Exactly. <laughs> funny cat videos, funny human videos, people posting, you know, stupid things that are, it's like, okay, that is a waste of time. They're supposed to give us time. But how many hours a day do you literally just, everybody start, how many hours a day are we wasting time? How many hours are we not the tool is using us rather than us using the tool. So I want to give a personal example. Um, so I think it was like two weeks ago. Um, it was a weekend. I was exhausted, and I just decided I was gonna I was gonna Netflix it up mm-hmm. and I just watch movies. Mm-hmm. And um, I got into this flow of just watching, and um, I pretty much wasted like a full day just kind of watching stuff. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I suppose if like that's uh, helping you, um, I I don't know, it it just, it wasn't positive for me. It was just something that I was doing to fill the time. Mm -hmm. And then the next day came around and I was like, oh man, I wasted an entire day just watching movies. Just watching movies. And so the following day, uh, you know, my thing is, is music a lot of the time. And and so I just, I chose to go, okay, I'm not going to watch Netflix. I'm, I'm going to do music today. Mm-hmm. And once I immersed into that, the difference in my physiology and how I felt was entirely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to bring this up in a future topic for a podcast. Uh, but it's that idea of when you're doing what uh, your nature is. For me, like, I'm so connected to music. When you do that, it's like um, this uh, vitality comes to you. And everything just feels so right. And, like, I, I, I had that, that day of music, and I would think back to when I was in high school and uh, the days that I had to go straight from school to work, I was always in a bad mood. But then... I did this simple thing where I picked up my guitar and I played some music that I loved and then I went to work and what do you know, it was a good day at work. Mm-hmm, because <laughs> that you, changed, thing. you changed you changed it. You projected that emotion into the situation and that changes it. People, you can change your room. Yeah. It's so easy to just uh, do what everyone does and get lost and not be in control of your life or you can consciously... Uh, like you were saying, discern what's going on and then move to what you want to be doing. Right. So, um, like, one young person I know is is considering going into uh, 
you know, seeing the problems within the political structure and wanting to go into, maybe trying to change it. So instead of looking up um, people ranting about different things or, you know, different perspectives, just watching actual the Senate, like the camera that's rolling what's going on in the Senate, just watching it. Nobody telling you what to watch, nobody telling you anything about it, but just spending the time to look into that and watch. See the difference? That's like, I want to make a change. I'm going to yeah. be online. I'm going to go here. I'm going to, but I'm going to go to the one that just shows it as it is, not telling me what to think about it. Well, the opposite is someone feeding you their opinion mm-hmm. of what's going Again, on. Again, using you. Mm-hmm. So if everybody starts discerning what they're putting their time and their energy into, it will make a difference. Because all the device wants us to do, all a lot of the things on the device is to make it into a thing, to distract us, to thing this, and this is a thing, and this is a thing, and this is a thing, and soon all of your energy is drained away because you are literally... <laughs> You're crashing into everything because you're distracted by the deer and you're staring at the deer and looking at the weird antlers and you're distracted by the car and your car, your, your energy's just running off the road everywhere because you're just going, look at that thing and look at that thing and look at that thing and there goes your energy.